Okay, so I hear you like books. Why, yes, I do. That's right. When I was your age, television was called books. And this is a special book. Because when you read a book as a child, it becomes part of your identity in a way that no other reading in your whole life does. And I have gotten carried away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you have. Are you seeing the books? Everything you want to read is right here. Feel it. Feels good, right? Just smell it. Nothing, nothing smells like that. Welcome, friends, to episode three of For the Love of Books, a team friendship podcast. I'm joined today with my fellow podcasters, Lauren. Hello, friends. And Mandalay. What up, friends? And I'm Leah. And we are excited to just share some of the books that we have enjoyed, I would say, over the summer. This would probably summarize our summer reading. Yes. Yes. So in that line of thinking... We also have some listener feedback. We asked our listeners, what has been your favorite read of the summer? And we got a few answers from our faithful listeners. Mandy, do you want to start with your listener I will. feedback? I got rid of it. <laughs> All right. There it is. Um, Angie says, um, I am currently reading The Perfume Collector. It was recommended to me by What Should I Read Next podcast. Great podcast. Lori said, this morning I am finishing Where the Wind Leads. It's about an incredible refugee family from Vietnam that finds themselves in Fort Smith, Arkansas in the late 70s. While I couldn't consider it my favorite read of the summer, it is the second book I've read this summer that takes place during an era that I have memories of and is making me want to read even more books from that time. That's fun. I like that. Lauren, what do you have for us? So... Sarah Vrolick on Instagram says, how could I possibly pick just one? So she picks Rami Nightingale, Louisiana's Way Home, and The Mother-in-Law, and The River, and The Front Desk. That is a very eclectic yes. <laughs> group of books. We've got some middle grade, some a lot of middle very grade. intense adult yeah. books. <laughs> yeah. So that makes me so happy, Sarah, to know that you've enjoyed Rami Nightingale and Louisiana's yes. Way Home, and that front desk that's another middle grade novel so i'm like yes middle grade it's where it's at it is i've heard really good things about the river too i am not into suspenseful books so i've been reluctant to read it but two people i trust have really enjoyed it this summer so i might have to add that to my list emily gillingham on facebook said my current favorite is the scarlet thread by francine rivers I am listening to The Boys in the Boat right now, too. That may end up being a contender for summer favorite, but I'm only halfway through, so I don't want to commit yet. You need to know, Emily. Yes. Let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then we also have the Reading Ladies Book Club. They commented on Instagram, and they said, if I have to pick just one, it has to be The Book Woman of Troublesome Creek. And then they put five gold stars next to that. Memorable character and unforgettable story. That sounds good. I like memorable characters. Yes. Um, And then Sarah Dietz on Facebook said, I only got through a few books this summer. By far my favorite was the read aloud I did with my kids, The Penderwicks. Love The Penderwicks. We all loved it and my daughter identified with Skye, so that made it extra fun. That's so great. I love it when kids can find 
a character they identify with. Mm-hmm. I feel like it helps you work through a lot of things. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's so great. And those, but I highly recommend the Penderwicks, especially for a read aloud. That would be great. They have so many fun adventures. Most of them are, I think most are set in the summer. Um, but the characters are great. It's about sisters, I think four sisters. And then they make a friend on this. They live in a house that's on a property and they make a friend there. So he's in uh, their adventures and it's just great fun. Aww. It's a middle grade reader. So we want to share our book love with you. It's been a while since we've done this. It has. Mandy, you said you had some book love to share with us. I do, but it's not a book that is, it's like an informational book. That's all right. right. That's books Um, you love all of. I have read, I've pretty much finished it mostly it's called it starts with food mm. um it's by the people <laughs> that that made um whole 30 which i'm not trying to sell that to people not that you can sell that anywho this episode brought to you by <laughs> <laughs> i liked it because it explains like how your body processes what you eat and everything and I like stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know how it works. Mm-hmm. So if you're that type of person and you, you would like something like that, it is a fabulous book and has some good tips for the mm-hmm. diets and stuff. So I like that. I like learning more. I feel like we've done that with skincare. Like mm-hmm. we've looked mm-hmm. into like Korean skincare and that's kind of the same idea. Mm-hmm. They teach you what ingredients are good for your skin and what's doing yes. what, you know. And then uh, hair. Hair care. The crawly yes. girl method is the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So now we need to read this book and then we we'll do. have food we'll just information. just cover all of our bases. Yes. Like there's stuff that your body processes the same as other stuff. Yeah. Even though it's like different, mm. you know, mm-hmm. you don't artificial even know it. sweeteners. Right. Yes. Still yeah. sugar to your Does body. Doesn't exactly. matter. Yep. Exactly. And it makes you crave more sugar. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Fun stuff. That's Good awesome, information. I did start reading uh, My Plain Jane. Was that Oh, one? yes. Um, I didn't get very far, but I think it's going to be a Do good you time. you it now? Yes. You always buy it. Okay, it's cool. on the I'll ki- borrow it. It's on my Kindle. <sighs> I think you, I can lend it on you Kindle. Can lend it, yeah. yeah. Okay, let me know. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like it's going to be cool. a good time. <laughs> I still want to get that, but I'm going to have to buy it and... Yeah. Gotta wait. I've spent my book budget. <laughs> I think that's all my book love. There, I have a. I'm going through one of those phases again where I start taking books off the shelf. Like I'm gonna read this book. And just look at and it. And they're for just a while. next to my bed. Yeah. They're on Mary Jane's bed. Actually, she's getting upset because her bed oh, is. Mary Jane. <laughs> Mary Jane is a cat. Not she's a person. my cat. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my book love. Awesome. This is in no particular order, folks, okay? It's not in order that I read them or order of enjoyment. I just wrote them all down. We're ready. Okay. I don't think I've talked about this one yet. It's called A Curse So Dark and Lonely. I've talked about it a lot, but I don't think I've talked about it on this podcast. I don't think... I think we've just talked about it um, as... People have recommended it or answered with that as their answer in our okay our social bell, media but questions, yeah, I but ever... I don't think you've actually gone into it. Okay, do it now. Uh, just... Even if you haven't, who cares? It's okay. our show. Yeah, <laughs> still like this book, so go so on. This book is by Brigid Kemmerer. Ooh, it's a fun name. So this is a a modern 
retelling of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yes. You did skim this. And so the main character, she gets pulled into this alternate world. And that's where the story, I mean, the story just kind of takes off right away. Like, it just pulls that's you in. That's the kind of story I need. Like, I did not want to stop reading this book. It was so, so interesting the way that she adapts the story to make it different, but still, I don't know. It was just really, really well done. I really enjoyed what it. What is it? I need to pull up my Goodreads. A Curse So Dark and Lonely. Add it to my The main character, read. she has MS, I believe. Which I just thought was, I mean, it just, it just, I don't know, it's just so well done. <laughs> I'm not doing a very good job right now. <sighs> but it was just really good. The the beast character in the in the story, the twist with it is he has to relive the same season over and over again. Is it fall? Yes. Well, that's fun. <laughs> that dream come yes. true. <laughs> And so he has to, you know, every season he tries to woo a young lady to fall in love with him because that's how he has to break the spell. But at the end of the season, if he hasn't gotten the young woman to fall in love with him, that's when he turns into the beast. So he's human up until the end of the season. And each season, he the beast then? Each season he turns into a different beast. For how long? I'm not sure how long, and then everything resets, and so he has he, to like, live it over out again, and then wake up as ba- pretty a much man again. Yeah, and I, I don't want to give too much away, but as you can imagine, he he ends up killing people he loves throughout well, yeah, reliving these seasons. So it's very well written. I just I really really liked it. Um, it is going to be a series too. So when I, I got see to the that, end, because I pulled it up, yeah. and it's like number one. Yeah, <laughs> when I got to the end of the book, I didn't. When I was reading, I didn't know it was going to be a series, and so I got to the end, and like it leaves. It's there's a bit of a cliffhanger, and I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> so I was. I mean, if I if you can say disappointed, that's really the only thing I was disappointed in. So I really liked that book. Awesome. That sounds exciting. Mm-hmm. It's on my want to read list. Yeah, yeah it's along with others. I think that might be if you if you read it, Mandy, I think it might be your next graveyard book. Yes, but you I think say it could be. It's gonna be a series. Yeah. As in the second book isn't out yet. It's not. That kills me inside I know. when that's, that happens. That's why I was disappointed because I was like, man, I have to wait like a year yeah. or sometimes two years like, before the next book. Comes. I was from the Twilight era. And it's even worse when you're a teenager and you're sucked into a series. And the story is so compelling. It's just... And you're just waiting. I just... I was just very wowed, obviously, (laughs) by the book. (laughs) I'll do it. I'll put my heart on the line again. Do it. I like it. Leah. So one of my books that I really... This might be my top book of the summer. It's called The Line Tender by Kate Allen. It's a middle grade novel. Um, I'll just read a little bit of this blurb. It says, wherever the sharks led, Lucy Everhart's marine biologist mother was sure to follow. In fact, she was on a boat far off the coast of Massachusetts collecting shark data when she died suddenly. Lucy was seven. Since, Since then, Lucy and her father have kept their heads above water. Thanks in large part to a few close friends and neighbors. Um, But June of her 12th summer brings more than the end of school and a heat wave to Sleepy Rockport. Um, Yes. So so it talks about on one day, a 
there a great white washes up it's dead but um and then another tragedy happens and so the whole summer is her kind of uh learning more about her mom her mom's study of sharks she lucy goes through another tragedy so she's working through that but i think my favorite part of this and lauren you also read this book because i made you yes Um, my favorite part is just this, it's a beautiful, it's a beautifully eclectic group of characters. Yes. And they form a strong, like loving, safe community for Lucy as she's going through some very difficult things because she's coming of age. She's starting to process a little bit more of what it means to have lost her mom and learning more about her mom. And I've seen, so my husband's parents died when he was younger and at different ages, you just process different things about who your parents were Mm -hmm. and you kind of see that with her like Mm -hmm. she's learning more about her mom's studies and um, what those meant to her mom and I don't know it was just such a beautifully written book it was so well written it just reminded me of Kate DiCamillo and Catherine Patterson just their style of writing their style of story even it was just very well done. And then I just wanted to learn more about marine biology, yes. which I've never been interested right? in at all. So. Exactly. <laughs> and that's how Lauren became a marine biologist. <laughs> really, that is usually a telltale sign to me if it's a really well-written book. If they can get me interested in something that I have never mm. had interest in mm-hmm. before. And sharks have never, like Shark Week, some people get really excited mm-hmm. about it never been interested. And now I'm like, ooh. Yeah. A whole week about sharks. It made it very... <laughs> I get Very excited, interesting. But my, I get excited for different reasons. Horror <laughs> movies and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was yeah. very well written and it was on a list for possible uh, books that might possibly win the Newberry, which I definitely could see this mm-hmm. being a strong contender. Yeah. What is the name? The Line Tender. She just, these books that handle grief and trauma in a, in a healthy way and help kids process things. I just love them so much. And the main character, Lucy, has very strong like emotional awareness. Yeah. And the way she can express herself to safe adults in her life, just being open with them and honest, I think is a great lesson for kids. Yeah. I could see that being very helpful for a child that doesn't know how to express themselves. And she speaks with like a school counselor in a very like emotionally aware way. Like yeah. I'm not that emotionally aware <laughs> as like a 33 year old yeah. adult woman. Um, so I was very, very impressed by how they handled some of that stuff. But anyway, I loved it. I highly recommend this book. Lauren. The next book I would like to talk about is called Daisy Jones and the Six yes. by Taylor Jenkins Reed. So this book this is another book that got me interested in something that I never would have been yeah, interested yeah. in before. So I didn't think I was going to like this book. I mean, I, I read it because it was very pop- popular on Instagram. Everyone was saying they were reading it. And so it was a quicker read for me and very entertaining. I became very invested in the characters. Um, I've read another book by Taylor Jenkins Reid called Maybe in Another Life which was also really good. I could see that book being turned into like a Hallmark movie or something. Um, This book was very different from that book. So I didn't know if I was going to enjoy this book at all. So so this book is about, it's a documentary style book 
about a fictional band in the 1970s. So just remember this is fiction. Because at first I started reading it and I was like, what? How have I never heard of this band? Because it's written like like it was a real band. <laughs> so it's fiction though. So. so yeah, love, drugs, alcohol, sex, and heartache all play major roles in this story as one would expect in a story about rock and roll. This is rated R, not for children. <laughs> yeah, this no. is not for kids. <laughs> not a children's book. <laughs> and you know, I mean, I would call myself a sensitive person. Mm-hmm. But I think because it was written documentary style, you know, it was easy for me to read about the negative, self-destructive aspects of these characters' lives. So I agree with that. Yeah. So this book somehow made me feel closer to my dad who grew up. I mean, he was a teenager in the 70s. And I just I just remember him like we'd be driving in the car and listening to music. Classic rock is usually what he listens to. And he would just be like, oh, I remember, I remember the first time I heard this song and I, you know, I love driving around and listening to this song and he would tell me stories. And I don't know, this, this book really reminded me a lot of my well, dad. He's the type of person that knows even more. And exactly. Will, yeah. I remember this guy and la, la, la. Yeah. I love that so stuff. I just, it made me feel close to my dad and I even like talked to him about the book yeah. and I, I don't mm-hmm. really talk to him about books that I read. And, but this one I was like, dad, I just read this book and yes. it really reminded me. And so I, I don't know. We had a moment. So thank you. <laughs> thank you, Taylor Jenkins Reed for making me feel closer to my dad. What was the name? <laughs> Daisy Jones and the Six. That would be a great one for audiobook, Mandy, if you want to dive into that world because it's read by a whole cast. So each character gets their own reader, and it's like you're listening okay. to a documentary, but very, very interesting. Let me pull up my Kindle here. And <laughs> <laughs> well, because it lets me know when there's like yes. audiobook. Yeah, I did that one by audiobook, and oh, it was really good. Yeah, very good. So I hear it's going to be adapted. Yeah, I hear there. Um, there's going to be a like a series adaptation of it yes. on Amazon, I think Netflix or Amazon. One, one of those, those. one of those yeah. streaming I'm services. I'm hoping that I'll be able to watch it. <laughs> I know that's the thing. Like there, obviously, there's a lot of. I mean, I just I named all the things that are in it. So if they, depending on how they do it, like if they do it documentary, I'm having a hard time with that word. Documentary. Documentary. <laughs> documentary. I want to say documentary. I know. (laughs) That's not not a word. (laughs) Okay. Totally off topic. (laughs) We were watching a documentary kind of special about this architecture couple. And I think he was French. And he kept, instead of saying diversity, he kept saying mixity. Like, Hmm. there's a great mixity of cultures in this neighborhood. And I was like, I kind of want to start using mixity. Mixity. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) And in the subtitles, because he had a thick accent, they would always put diversity instead of mixity. That's so funny. It's my favorite thing. Nice. Anyway, go on. Anyway, depending on... Mixity of characters. (laughs) Depending on how the series is done, I may or may not watch it. But I enjoyed the book. Yes, me too. So another book that we both read, we love to share our book. I feel like we have very similar tastes in most books. I'm not Usually. a fantasy reader, so no, I think that's yeah. where we are not the same. But mm-hmm. um, I, in some ways, we're different, but in so many <laughs> ways, we are the same, Leah. Thank you, Daniel Tiger. <laughs> 
So also not a children's book. I read Waiting for Tom Hanks Hanks by Carrie Winfrey. And if anyone knows me, you know I have a strong love for You've Got Mail, one of my favorite books. And this book is all about 90s rom-coms, basically. Here's a little blurb. A rom-com obsessed romantic waiting for her perfect leading man learns that life doesn't always go accordingly to a script in this delightfully charming and funny novel. Um, So it's a follows Annie Cassidy, who wants to be the next Nora Ephron. She's obsessed with rom-coms, mainly because of her mom. And so in her small town, they end up with a movie, a rom-com movie, right, being mm-hmm. shot. Um, and so it's kind of her little, I don't know, romance with one of the actors. But it's so not my normal reading choice, but they got say, me. This doesn't sound like. <laughs> they got me with the rom-com. <laughs> there are a few things in it that I, just because of the genre, I wasn't a huge fan of. I did like that because it is nine, 90s rom-com based. Let's just say the bedroom scenes were not in there because in 90s rom-coms, you don't see that stuff. Mm-hmm. She does have a friend that's a little bit more crass than I like in my writing, but it's just a fluff, like ode to Nora Ephron kind of book. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not hyper literature. No, it's very cheesy. All. Super cheesy. Very cheesy. You know, it's one of those books you read in like a day or two. Yeah. But I, I listened to it on audio. Oh, did, did you? You read it? I read it. Okay. I actually read it um, sitting in my inflatable pool. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a good summer, like fluffy. Yeah, it's very fluffy and cheesy and don't, like, if you're going to read it, don't take it seriously. No. Just do not take it too seriously. No. That be would be series. your mistake. Oh, my Atlanta. Or at least it's going to have a sequel. <laughs> I did see that. Yes, I will not be reading the sequel. <laughs> no. I, oh my goodness. But this was just fun for me to have yeah. like a fun read and fun is yeah. the only word I could really use to describe this. Fun. Book. I only got one of these. Yeah. Yep. Not, I am not, not a no romance sequel. novel person, but I could ha- yeah. handle this because of all the references yeah. to 90s rom-coms. Yeah. So, proud yeah. of you. If you're a rom-com fan and you fan and you can not take yourself seriously for a little bit, read this book. Yeah, I found the protagonist to be a little annoying at times. But that's like always the yeah, case. Yeah, because she's just, I don't know. She was whining about her life and her classic sob story. And you know how I feel about that. So. Yeah, but that's like <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, rom-com Oh, out my there. word. Get over yourself. And like anytime she like, you know, there's always like some sort of misunderstanding in the relationships. Yes. And I feel like she had like several misunderstandings. I feel like there was one too many. And I was like, for sure. how many times are you going to like hate hate this guy and then realize that what he did like i don't know like everything was super predictable yep but yeah super fun read i i enjoyed listening to it yep next book i would like to talk about is called ask again yes by mary beth keen no spoilers because i haven't started this yet. i'm not gonna give any i'm not really gonna say a whole lot about this book Ooh, it has a nice cover it was yeah. chosen by Jimmy Fallon for his summer reading. It was. Pick. I'll just Ooh. read the Goodreads blurb and then tell you guys like how it. I felt about the book. It says, How much can a family forgive? A profoundly moving novel about two neighboring families in a suburban town. The bond between their children. A tragedy that reverberates over four decades. The daily intimacies of marriage and the power of forgiveness. And that's all I'm going to read to you about it. How many stars did you give this? 
Or would you give this? If you- I gave this three stars. Okay. I thought it was incredibly well written. The story is, it's a sad story. It's a yeah. very sad story. It's not a feel-good book. And I th- I think that's part of why I didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't like how the story made me feel, right. but as far as how well it was written, it, it's a very well-written book, but it's a very sad story. So, know that. Trigger warnings. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I have a love-hate relationship with those kinds mm-hmm. of books. Yeah, I have to be in the right mood, mm-hmm. and I can't read too many in a row. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is why Waiting for Tom Hanks was... Yeah. A nice break. Yeah. But yeah, this story, I mean, each chapter is a different perspective. So mm-hmm. you'll get the perspective of one person. And I think there might be s- at least six different perspectives that it's told okay. from. So yeah, it was just very well done. I, I thought it was well done. But yeah, just a very sad story. So know that. Know that. Warning. So another of my reads is not a new release by any means, but it's called Instant Mom and it's by Nia Vardalis and she's the writer of My Big Fat Greek Wedding, which honestly I was not a huge fan of. It came out when I was in high school, I think. A lot of people liked it and I just never could get into it, but now I kind of want to rewatch it because- I liked it. I thought it was a cute movie. I, I don't know why I didn't like it, but so in this book, the main focus of her book, Instant Mom, is her telling the story of their her- kind of her battle with infertility and then also how they came to adopt their daughter through the foster care system. Um, and then throughout, she weaves in stories about my big fat Greek wedding and how that came to take place and her difficulties in trying to make it in Hollywood because she doesn't have the typical look and she didn't have the right name and they wanted her to pretend to be like Hispanic so she could get more roles. And um, <laughs> so that's why she wrote my big fat Greek wedding to give herself a role. Uh, Tom Hanks actually helped get that movie going. So that I thought that was so fun. Look at him. It was a little bit disheartening because in the middle of it, I looked her up and she, her and her husband got divorced. And I really like them. I can't remember her husband's name right now, but he's a very likable guy. And I was so sad that they got divorced. Anyway, so because my husband and I are um, moving toward foster care, I wanted to see you know, her take on it. So she did adopt through the foster care system, but there is a way where you can adopt kids that are already legally emancipated. Um, and that's what they did. So, but it still was interesting to hear how they handled some of her daughter's trauma. She was three or four when they got her, but I mean, so many issues of abandonment and things like that. And so it was very interesting to hear how they handled that. And um, she's very open and honest and funny because she's, she is who she is. So I did the um, audiobook version, which I would recommend. It's very quick. It's a very quick read, a very short listen. And she narrates the audiobook. So that is that's cool. Always a plus for yeah. me if the author, especially if it's an actor, someone that is good at reading. <laughs> and she's a writer, so it was well written. I enjoyed it. I would recommend it. Awesome. So the next book I want to talk about that I read this summer is called Lost Roses by Martha Hall Kelly. This is a prequel to Lilac Girls. Mm, Yes, good book. So uh, I did this one on audiobook as well. And one one of the 
ladies who narrates one of the characters in Lilac Girls also narrates a character in Lost Roses. So it's just like um, Lilac Girls, it's told from three different perspectives, three different women. All right, so I'm just going to read the Goodreads. The runaway bestseller Lilac Girls introduced the real-life heroine Caroline Faraday. This sweeping new novel set a generation earlier and also inspired by true events features Caroline's mother, Eliza, and follows three equally indomitable women from St. Petersburg to Paris under the shadow of World War I. Lilac Girls is set during World War II. Lost Roses is set during World War I. And so it is based on true events. The author has done a lot of research Mm -hmm. on this family. She does a really good job of telling these stories that I think, at least I don't know much about, mm-hmm. and I, I think the world needs to hear these these stories. So, also very good story. Hard to read. Yep. I mean, it's war. Right. So, these right. things are hard to read. good books because my store carries them, and they're yeah. the kind of story yes. that only has, like, one eye <laughs> Yeah, on they're books, very so. good. Yes. And so she has another book coming out that is going to cover Civil War era because the Faraday family there, um, they have family that lived during the Civil War that had an impact there too. So very cool. Yes. I didn't read that one yet, but I did do Lilac Girls and she is very good at research and telling a good story Mm -hmm. with actual facts. (laughs) Yeah. Very good. I don't know if this is something I've just not noticed, but it seems like I'm seeing more and more books of this type, I guess. Like, yeah, the World War II fiction, yeah. historical fiction historical, has become very popular. Yes. Yeah. And so. I, I, for me, I feel like I learn history best mm-hmm. through yes. this format yep. of, of, of fiction. Yep. Because I'm reading this story that's very compelling and then I'm stopping every few chapters to Google stuff yep. because I'm like, mm-hmm. what? I didn't know yep. about that, yep. you know? So. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. When they teach us then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of it wasn't taught to us because a lot of this stuff is just in recent years coming out. Ah. So that's part of it. But yeah, I think also too, I wasn't interested in history in school. It, I liked American history, but I didn't really care about world history too much. Now Typical I, now, American. I know. I'm, yeah. So now I'm different. Now I, I like to learn about stuff. It's fun. So I wasn't going to talk about this one, but I think, I don't know. It's good. And it's a very popular book. So Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. I did listen to this on audiobook and... Uh, what did I give it? I gave it three stars because it's a very well-written book. I It's not really my thing, but um, so basically it says, for years, rumors of the marsh girl have haunted Barkley Cove, a quiet town on the North Carolina coast. So in late 1969, when handsome Chase Andrews is found dead, the locals immediately suspect Kaya Clark, the so-called marsh girl. But Kaya is not what they say. Sensitive and intelligent, she has survived for years alone in the marsh that she calls home finding friends in the gulls and lessons in the sand. So you follow this girl who basically her whole family abandons her and she raises herself and um, she's a good artist and she learns so much about the marsh and the creatures in the marsh. And so she essentially becomes like a naturalist. Like she has a whole book of the different creatures and their descriptions. Um, And then she befriends a boy. He teaches her to read and write because she 
tries to go to school but gets made fun of and um, so you follow this girl and then and kind of flashes forward as well to learn about what happened with this guy and kind of the case and trial and all that stuff. So hmm. it's very well written, very interesting story. It's a different kind of culture that I don't know about. So that was very interesting as well. It's just all the life is is on the marsh. Um, and then she does have a relationship with not like inappropriate, but a good friendship kind of father daughter relationship with um, a black man that runs the bait shop. And so you kind of see a little bit into that world as well and what mm. they face and so it was it was very well written but not totally my cup of tea I guess but if you're into nature and a good mystery I would highly recommend it for us folks who are of the sensitive nature um what do you think because <laughs> this book is popular and I've thought about reading it but yeah. when I read the description I was like I don't know if I so, can read this I they honestly there's not a lot about her. So the father is abusive, but he's pretty much out of the picture for most of the book. So okay. there's not a lot of strong okay, abuse scenes or anything like that. Uh, I'm trying to think. Even like the murder is not fully known. You don't really know what happened. So, But you would say mm. this is a heavy book, right? I think it is heavy in the sense that she's so lonely yeah. and... Um, just on her own and so you do feel kind of the angst of being the outcast and th- yeah it's not a light okay read but i so think I would you need would to be, be okay right yeah. yeah 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 for yeah. sure okay uh, but you do spend a but lot of time i can handle it I think okay so. okay you spend a lot of time like with her on the marsh and all the different creatures and things like that so that was interesting to me and you kind of see that she has like a different kind of intelligence so I think that's like, it's interesting to look at it in that way. Like okay. An interesting character. It, it definitely is one of those books that will stick with me for a long time. Hmm. Um, just different things that they talked about and yeah. stuff like that. So I enjoyed it. Uh, but like I said, not really my top read of the summer. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. All right. The next book I would like to talk about is called introverted mom your guide to more calm less guilt and quiet joy have i talked about this before maybe maybe well i'm just going to talk about it here and then if i figure out later i've already talked about it i'll cut it out this book is written by jamie c martin and i would recommend this book to all introverts not just introverted moms And I would also recommend this book to extroverts who have introverted spouses or children as it gives a glimpse into the mind of an introvert. Everyone knows an introvert. Yeah. So, like, the first few chapters I was like, oh, yeah, I know all this. I'm an introvert. But then as it goes on, I don't know, it just became very more insightful and she gives a lot of helpful tips and a lot of scripture references, a lot of book bookish references too that you can tell the author loves books (laughs) and just really wants to share her book love with people (laughs) so yeah i thought it was a great a great read so i highly recommend it to all what was it called introverted mom your guide to more calm less guilt and quiet joy 
Um, so basically, these are kind of like honorable mentions for me. I just started reading War and Peace because currently reading podcast has this slow it. but steady challenge. And that really spoke to me. You know, you just make tiny steps. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I should do the that goal. with like Lord of the Rings yes. and The Hobbit. So there's actually an app and I should have already had that pulled up. Since Lauren was so gracious and bought me the Lord of the Rings. There you go. <laughs> Serial Reader is this app, and it has a lot of classics on it, and you can sign up, and they will just give you like a chapter of the book every day to read. Hmm. Um, so I'm not doing that with War and Peace, but it's a good option for people that want to just break yeah. little bits away mm-hmm. from classics. They have most I classics I could do on that there. with everything. Is there an app that will just like prompt me? <laughs> To read a chapter of whatever we book should, that somebody I'm make that, please. <laughs> I'm sure there's some app that we could use to do that you know, for I'm you. I'm just saying they got them for like drinking your water and you stuff. Go. So that's there you go. So I'm just I have the actual physical copy, so I'm just gonna try to read a chapter every once in a while or just a few pages because those chapters are long. Serial <laughs> reader, not like you eat, but like serial killer (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, and then my last mention and I'll chime in on Lauren's because we've read most of the same things but um, I'm most of the way through Caterpillar Summer I'm gonna take a break from it because it's uh, emotionally wrought but it's a middle grade reader by Gillian McDunn it has a nice cover I don't know G-I-L-L-I-A-N it's very well written. It's about um, a girl and her brother who end up with their estranged grandparents for the summer. And the little brother has some form of, I would say, autism or something like that. Um, so you're just following their journey to get to know their grandparents and some drama with their relationship with their mom and things like that. So it's, I think it could be very helpful, especially if children have gone through any of these things. But I need to take a break from it. So, <laughs> but it's a it's a good book. It's very well written, and the author is also a fun follow on uh, Instagram. But that's where I'm at with that book. Awesome. The next book I like to talk about is probably well, I can't. I don't. It's up there for me for my favorite summer read. Like oh boy, it was here really it is, good. Everybody. So it's called Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. Oh, yes, by Lori Gottlieb. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yes. You did it. Okay. But yeah, it's her memoir. She is a a therapist, a psychotherapist, psychologist. So many terms for these folk. But it's, it's her memoir and she talks about her own struggles and then shares some struggles of some of her patients. I think she shares one, two, three, four for patients and obviously in the beginning of the book she says I've changed the names and sometimes she said I've combined situations mm-hmm. so nobody can figure out who she's talking about but I just thought it was so well written I had to keep reminding myself it was a memoir because it reads like a novel it does. Um, I just I just didn't want the book to end but I also I just I felt I felt good when I read it I don't know what that I, that's probably not a good I don't know no, it is. It made me feel happy yes. when I read it. Like it's very heartwarming, even though even though the issues that a lot of these people 
go through are hard. There's always but it's, an element of hope, it like a dark comedy kind of. But there's it, there's definitely ways, comedy. In some way. Yeah, there's a lot of comedy, but there's also a lot of hard things. One of one of her patients um, is a newlywed, but she just she finds out that she has terminal cancer, and so she's you get to read about her working through so that. Was, I'm listening to it on audiobook, yeah. and I've definitely had times where I'm just like. Crying. I know. While it's just I'm, like doing the dishes, and it's or just it's so heartwarming. It's just it's great. So I highly recommend it. I bought it for my mom for her birthday because I just I don't know. I just kept thinking my mom would really like this book. So yeah, I highly highly recommend this book. I do as well. Awesome. I'm glad that you're liking it. It's really good. Yeah. Maybe this should be my next purchase. Besides the next Newberry, of course. I think I think it's so hopeful though, because yeah, Mandy. Because <laughs> they are going through hard things, but they're not alone. They're getting help. Mm-hmm. They're figuring life out. And I think that we're all kind of doing that together. Yeah. Um, and it's just really sweet to kind of see how she helps them work through their issues. Yeah. And it's so it's just so beautiful. It is beautiful, you guys. And I'm doing the audiobook, which is also really good. So the narrators or the what is she called? The narrator, narrator. the person that yeah. reads the book. Yeah, she does a great job. So the next book that I'd like to talk about is "Where'd You Go, Bernadette" by Maria Semple. I did this one on audiobook. Me too. Yes, and so the narrator is a character on Gilmore Girls. Yes. Luke's sister, if anyone is a Gilmore Girls fan. But she, I was so impressed. I've never heard her narrate anything else. So good. She has such a unique voice and it was so perfect yeah. for this book. And like she does all the different yes. voices. I mean, it, I, I was very impressed. I was too. <laughs> I was too. Yeah. But yeah, this book is so funny and heartwarming. It's just, it's so good. Yep. Just go read it. <laughs> I'll read the Goodreads description. It says, Bernadette Fox has vanished. When her daughter B claims a family trip to Antarctica as a reward for perfect grades, Bernadette, a fiercely intelligent shut-in, throws herself into preparations for the trip. But worn down by years of trying to live the Seattle life she never wanted, Ms. Fox is on the brink of a meltdown. And after a school fundraiser goes disastrously awry at her hands, she disappears leaving her family to pick up the pieces, which is exactly what B does, weaving together an elaborate web of emails, invoices, and school, memo- school memos that reveals a secret past Bernadette has been hiding for decades. So check it out. It's really good and funny. <laughs> and they just made it into a movie, which I'm hoping is going to Netflix or something soon because... Yeah, our theater's not showing it anymore. Theater, so. And I wanted to see it, but I've I've had stuff to do. <laughs> Yeah, AMC. <laughs> we have lives, so give us more chances, please. Next, I want to talk about, so my friend Tammy, she's Leah's friend too. She's our pastor's wife at our church. And our friend. And our friend. <laughs> anyway, she found out that I love Nora Ephron and You've Got Mail and just all the Nora Ephron stuff. And so she said, have you ever read her memoirs? And I said, no, I did not even know that she had them. And so I checked them out from the library. The first one I read is called I Feel Bad About My Neck. And just, again, it's just 
Rambling. Every chapter is a different <laughs> essay, basically. And it's and then the next one is I remember nothing in other reflections. And it's just so like I'm reading this and I'm thinking, oh, that's that's this character from You've Got Mail. And then the next essay, I'm like, oh, that's that's this character from You've Got Mail. And I'm like, she's every character in You've Got Mail. <laughs> It's so funny. It is. So we've been watching Elementary, the Sherlock thing, and they talk about like speech patterns and things like that. Mm. And it's so true. Yeah. Like her writing, like there's actual phrases in the book that are in You've Got Mail. Yeah. And you can tell, like, I don't know. I, that's why I love these books because you're basically reading yeah. book forms of romantic comedies. Yeah. So good. And then I got to learn a lot about her life, how she started out as a journalist and just really cool. So I've I've really been enjoying them. So I read those two, and then there's like a there's one that I'm currently reading that I I just want to buy. I think it's called The Most of Nora Ephron, and so it actually has a lot of the essays that are in those other two oh, books okay. that I read, but not all of them. Um, and then some other ones, nice. and so it's just kind of like a compilation of most of her essays, and then it has the entire screenplay of When Harry Met Sally in there. Um, and some other things. So nice. I was like, I need to just own this book. Yes. So, That's a good one huge. for your collection. Yeah. Is it like a coffee table book? No, it's, it's just I mean, a large it's, book. It's just a large book. Okay. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. So yeah, I'm like, I, I just need to purchase this book to own. Lovely. Um, another book that I actually recently finished is called The Bookish Life of Nina Hill by nice. Abby Waxman. This book... I found it to be delightful and heartwarming. Um, I loved all the literary references. The chapter titles are very Winnie the Poohish. Nice. <laughs> so it was just really cool. I loved reading about Nina's discovery of her extended family. She gets to know them better. So I'm going to read the, the net. Uh, I'm going to read the Goodreads description. Read the Netflix description. <laughs> 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 all right. So it says, the only child of a single mother, Nina has her life just as she wants it. A job in a bookstore, a kick-butt trivia team, a world-class planner, and a cat named Phil. If she sometimes suspects there might be more to life than reading, she just shrugs and picks up a new book. When the father Nina never knew existed suddenly dies, leaving behind innumerable sisters, brothers, nieces, and nephews, Nina is horrified. They all live close by. They're all, or mostly all, excited to meet her. She'll have to speak to strangers. It's a disaster. Nice. And as if that wasn't enough, Tom, her trivia nemesis, has turned out to be cute, funny, and deeply interested in getting to know her. Doesn't he realize what a terrible idea that is? Nina considers her options. One, completely change her name and appearance. Too drastic. Plus, she likes her hair. Two, flee to a deserted, flee to a deserted island. Hard pass see coffee <laughs> three hide in a corner of her apartment and rock back and forth already doing it it's time for nina to come out of her comfortable shell but she isn't convinced real life could ever live up to fiction it's going to take a brand new family a persistent suitor and the combined effects of ice cream and trivia to make her turn her own fresh page so yeah i thought it was delightful i thought it was heartwarming it's not i wouldn't call this book a rom-com it's much more than than her relationship with Tom. And I just, I like that you get to read about Nina as a whole person. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times with rom-coms, you only get one side of a person. Right. And so this is, uh, it has more substance, I think. 
Um, my issue with this book is there's several passages in the book that I found crude and unnecessary. So just know that if you decide to read it. Yeah. So there's a few sections where I was like, I didn't, I need, to didn't need to. Yeah. So, but overall, this book was very enjoy- enjoyable awesome. for me. So. The last book I want to talk about is a book that I got from NetGalley. Um, it's called The Okay Witch. It's so by cute. Emma Steinkellner. You got a physical book? I did get a physical book, and let me tell you the story. So I was trying, like with NetGalley, you you download the digital copies, and for some reason I could like every time I tried to download it, it said error or file not compatible. I tried like three different apps. And so I just emailed the publisher and I said, I've tried multiple times to download this and I can't. Is there another app you would suggest, recommend that I try to read this on? And the I think it was the publicist emailed me back and said, would you be okay with me sending you a physical copy of the book? And I said, yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So they sent it to me in like two days. Yeah. Um, so this book is a graphic novel. I think the illustrations are awesome. Um, It is about a witch. So let me read the back of the book. It says, 13-year-old Moth Hush, that's her name, Moth Hush, loves all things witchy, but she's about to discover that witches aren't just the stuff of movies, books, and spooky stories. When some bullies try to ruin her Halloween, something really strange happens. Founders Bluff, Massachusetts has a centuries-old history of witch drama, and surprise, Moth's family is at the center of it all. When Moth's new powers show up, things get totally out of control. She meets a talking cat, falls into an enchanted diary, and unlocks a hidden witch world. Secrets surface from generations past as Moth unravels the complicated legacy at the heart of her town, her family, and herself. And so this is the debut novel of Emma Steinkellner. I I enjoyed this book. I think um, you can tell it's her debut debut novel. And I know that some of our listeners probably wouldn't let their kids read this because of the content. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people don't let their kids um, read Harry Potter and stuff like that because it is about witches. Um, So I would just say if if you want your if you think this is something your child might be interested in, read it first. It's a very quick read. It's a graphic novel. I read it very quickly. Um, So I would just say read it first. Um, There's also references to LGBTQ folks in this book that's it's not a main part of the book but it is referenced so if that's a conversation that you're not ready to have with your kids hold off on this book but if it is a conversation you're ready to have with your kids i'd say read this book with them because then it would start the conversation so yeah i thought it was cute um but again i'm okay with reading um stuff like this cover is so yeah 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 i thought it was cute and i don't know if any of our listeners have questions about because, I mean, we're very open about how we love Harry Potter and things like that. So if anyone has questions about that, we'll feel free to email at us. Yes. Uh, we'd love to talk about it with you. But I totally respect people's um, opinions and choices about just things like that. So one quick little plug. I do have this picture book I just picked up from the library. It's by Sally Lloyd-Jones. She also wrote the um, Jesus Storybook Bible. There's so many different <laughs> Bibles and I can't remember which one it was. Um, it's called Look, I Wrote a Book and You Can Too. And I could see this being really fun for um, any family, but especially homeschool families. Basically, um, it's an adorable, adorably illustrated picture book that kind of walks you through the process of writing a book, how you come up with the idea, 
It's really funny, though, because it's written for children. So I think it'd be cute if you wanted to kind of read this with your kid and then have them try to write a book and come up with the different ideas. It it walks you through all the all of the parts of writing a book all the way to the end where you write your um, acknowledgments and all that stuff. So it's really cute. That's so cool. It is. And it's I'm trying to find a cute part to read, but it has like fun little ideas. It's now you need a title, which is what the, your story is called. Here are some good titles. So it gives you like a how-to manual, how to take your penguin for a walk, <laughs> spiders on the ceiling. This is a horror story. Uh, cleaning my room. This is a tragedy. So it's just really fun. Yeah, uh, learning, but in a fun way. So I think that'd be fun if you wanted to do kind of a story writing project with your kids. Do it. It's adorable. So that's cute. Yes, guys, we that's did all it. Of our book love. Should we let the people know how to get in touch with us? We should. <laughs> you can email us teamfriendshippodcast at gmail dot com. You can find us on Instagram <laughs> at teamfriendshippodcast. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash teamfriendshippodcast. We're on Twitter at Three Friends Podcast. And our website, teamfriendshippodcast.com. You can find me on Instagram at jedireader1138. I'm also on Instagram, redheadedreader. I am on Instagram as well at mandymalayforeader. As Lemony Snicket says, a good library will never be too neat or too dusty. Because somebody will always be in it. Taking books off the shelves and staying up late reading them. Okay, well, whenever a book comes up that both of us have read, just feel free to jump in. You know, okay, and I'll just like, jump doesn't in. Matter. Like I don't care who introduces it. I feel it. like, yeah, even though good. I d- won't know yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, just say, "Wow, that book sounds terrible." <laughs> I have to start reading more because I'm behind by a whole month. I only have five of oh, twelve books read for the goal year. This year, I'm, I'm probably meet my goal. I only set it for fifty. I set mine for 100 as I read a lot last year and we moved. So <laughs> that really <laughs> cut my reading down by. Yeah. I mean, I did a lot of audiobooks, but. December's still, a dark month. You could. End I know. Up that, that's in. my other thing. Like yeah. fall, or fall and winter in the Midwest, you just are at home reading. So I'm hoping. Yep. Hoping I'll make a good dent in it. But yep. that's okay. I'm totally okay with not making my reading goal. Leah, that's awesome. Because reading is for She's fun. She's secure enough in herself to be okay <laughs> with that. I'm not type A as some of my other loved ones, so <laughs> I'm okay with not achieving Me. this goal. Which is why I lowered my goal. <laughs> <laughs> a certain book retailer is having their book haul right now, and a lot of books are 50% off. Mm. Barnes & Noble? Yes. All right. Just letting you know since I'll we're talking about buying there. books. I, think I have a gift card from Verizon for there. Ooh. You can earn I gift forget. Cards. I know.
you reminded me and i think i have a thing to turn in there you go i'm so happy right now 